Hi, I'm Holly Cates, personal stylist and style coach extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Nolan Meter, celebrity stylist, shopping messiah, and accessory addict. We are the best friends that you never knew that you needed. We are the industry insiders and fashion's odd couple. In both of our everyday lives and at industry events, we see the best and unfortunately the worst in clothing and style. We are fashion partners in crime dedicated to stopping the most heinous of all fashion crimes on the street, the runways, and beyond. Join us as we take you inside our world, spilling the secrets of our experiences in the industry and inside our minds, judging people in the most loving way possible most of the time, and stopping fashion criminals dead in their crocs. It's more important than just the do's and don'ts. Jump on the Hot Mess Express as we teach you how to be your best and most stylish self. This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast. My name is Holly Cates, your favorite and only, hopefully, personal stylist that you need to know. Here, everywhere, New York, all over the U.S., wherever you need me, virtual and beyond. I am here with my very best gay, fairy gay mother, conductor of the Hot Mess Express, and my bestie, celebrity stylist, Mr. Nolan Meter. Hello, hello. Hello. Hello, hello. I mean, Nolan, we are going for it today. This is our second interview today. I know. This is amazeballs. Anyway, because I'm so nosy and because I have been whoring myself out on Clubhouse and Matchmaker FM, which is a podcasting matchmaking company. Um, Oh, good Lord. I I mean, there's no shame in our game. Let's just be honest. Um, Anyway, I came across a gorgina specimen of a (laughs) personal stylist we became besties we're in love i mean just let the record be shown she's from tampa florida she is fabulous she is a personal stylist we all three as stylists have very different clients she owns her own store what she is a single mother i think she's a single mother and (laughs) um she's a single mother and she is like day drinking and keeping it real and working her ass off to give her kid a better life, which I love. Please welcome to the show, Miss Caitlin Langley. Caitlin, what is up? How are you? Hi. Oh, everything is great down here in Florida. We have beautiful weather and um, yeah, it's just amazing down here. I'm in the middle of a move, so definitely cleaning out the closet that's for sure oh you'll school us on that in just a minute caitlin we met on matchmaker fm and we were like swiped right baby oh i totally (laughs) swiped right i saw your picture i was like yes queen okay give me one of those and we had a great conversation we love comparing notes we nolan as you like to say we love people who aren't assholes um, which totally qualify. I'm an asshole, but all in, in all the right ways. I mean, you're a good asshole. We enjoy a good asshole. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. does have to be said. So we would love to interview you. We want to push you up in the spotlight. Tell everyone about you. What's your brand? Tell us about your story. Hit it. Yeah. I say this story all the time. It's people who know me are probably like rolling their eyes, but anytime someone asks me what I do for a living, I, my response is always, Do you remember on Keeping Up with the Kardashians when Northwest was in the car with Kim and North asked, there's paparazzi everywhere in New York City. And North said, why is there paparazzi everywhere? And Kim said, well, you know, because daddy's really famous and people like to see us. And she said, well, what do you do? And she was like, she paused and she was like, mommy has so many talents I can't even begin to name them. Loving so that. that's <laughs> Holly's going to steal that now. I hope you know that. Oh, I'm <laughs> going to that. steal that. <laughs> and yeah, that's what I do for a living. I um, started personal styling. I worked corporate uh, for Chico's and White House Black Market and Soma growing up in my career. And um, that was, it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Um, so I really got... Um, a hold of like fashion and styling and um, just the women that work in these boutiques are insane and can style anything. It's, it's beyond, I mean, this is what these ladies do. We love chic people. We really do. But of course that's not my client. My client's um, a little bit younger than that. So I kind of twisted it, made it on, you know, to my own. And um, I started doing that probably 2014. 
I love that. Yeah. And I also own a marketing company, do digital marketing, social media, all that kind of fun stuff. I have a blog and I have an online boutique as well. So do you have like a closet just for all your hats? Because you were wearing like 97, I live for it. Um, I recently did the total like anthro white girl thing and just hung them on the wall. Oh, I love I that though. That's nowhere so else to put them. <laughs> we love a white girl moment. I mean, yeah. Nolan says that I'm the whitest person he's ever met in his life. Like, yeah, between like the Peloton and the doodle and the aloe <laughs> yoga pants and the like my favorite line, which is just, it's more of like an out of touch line than just like, you know, anything else. But one of her friend's father-in-laws died and she goes, damn it, we planned this lunch a week ago and now she cancels. I said, her father-in-law died. And she goes, it's not like it's her dad. Uh, excuse me, this was someone I was trying to have lunch with. And then when she canceled, I was very upset. And I understand that someone in her family passed away, but I was looking forward to our lunch. I was disappointed. I mean, if anything, it's a compliment to her, right? I mean, and people say I'm out of touch, okay? <laughs> That's what I like to say. It's my favorite line. All right, as for it's like someone like, oh, damn it, my shoe ripped. I'm like, and people say you're out of touch. And people say I'm out of touch. I they mean, also say, are your diamond shoes too tight? Okay, it's not about me. This is about Caitlin. Okay, stop ripping on me. <laughs> Let me start here. Yeah. Let me tell you what I love about you. Oh, we could do this for the next 40 I was minutes. Say, it's, very, it's always going to be good for your psyche. I'll tell yeah, you that. We're, not the, we're really good for your confidence. Because no one <laughs> always says, when is it never about me? And this is not about me. And I love pushing other people up. This is what I love about you. You are a personal stylist. Even though we have similar clients, we have very different mm -hmm. clients because we both live in the South, but we have different people that we work with, valid. Mm -hmm. Looking at your website now, you say what you love, you say what you're wearing, you're talking about COVID-19 personal styling services. Um, I didn't get that memo. So, <laughs> you, I mean, you really go, you, this is what you want. You know, this is what you buy from Amazon. This is what you buy from here. This is how I dress my kid. And here's what I like to say about people that are into fashion that have children. Mm -hmm. We love a kid styling moments, mm -hmm. but it's really about you and not your child. And I love oh, yeah. that she is your accessory. Is that me? <laughs> I mean, I well, just. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just. I don't like to say accessory. I would say a reflection of you or a compliment. A reflection you. of you. She is a reflection of you, mm. but it's not. Look at my kid. Isn't she so great? And that's yeah, that's yeah. what I love about you because it's about you and it's not about her. It's great mm -hmm. that she can relate to you and she looks up to you and we love that. Like we get it, you know. But I what I don't like is people who are too pushy with their children when it comes to fashion yeah. because it's In not that way. Their I also. Life. See, that's exactly what it is for me a lot of the time. Um, I, you know, I have a friend who's an influencer whose kids actually really love it. And so mm -hmm. she sort of allows her children to be as involved as they want to be. Um, but unfortunately for a lot of people, that's not the case. I so agree with you. But like my friend in particular, um, her youngest absolutely adores it and thinks it's the coolest thing to be able to do it with mom. Right. So right. in that case, I love it. Maddie works for me. Um, <laughs> so when she wants to help me with a photo shoot or um, buying or packing up orders for clients or anything in between. She went on a client shopping trip with me last month and was my little assistant. And I pay her, I, you know, pay her, I tell her if you get $15 an hour. Wow. Um, and, you know, bring it in and she does, but sometimes she wants to work. Sometimes she doesn't. And she's 12, but she looks like she's 16. Well, she's the same height as I am. We wear the same clothes. She is tall. I see. She yeah. is tall. And I'm five six. I'm not super short. So she's definitely going to pass me up. But she has her moments. But you know what? Teenagers these days are just disgusting. I mean, <laughs> all they want to wear are these like oversized, like huge men's sweatshirts. And like, it's just weird. I don't get it. I don't get it. So um, we're about 50-50 right now. Half the time she looks homeless. The other <laughs> half of the time she wants to get dressed in my closet. I tell her she looks homeless, a be beautiful and homeless. <laughs> right. But like, keep it together, homeless. girl. Keep it together, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I never know what I'm going to get, honestly. 
Well, I'm living for that. And, you know, you have so much like inspiration on your website and you are having a really pretty good time meeting people, cleaning out their closet. Give us an example of your typical client and what your services are and what you do for them. Yeah, absolutely. So typically the first time I see a client, I they go through my sort shop style process, which is a three-part process, typically done two weeks in between each process, just depending on the client and their schedule. And sort is exactly what it sounds like. We sort through the closet. We make a bag for donation, dress for success, what fits, doesn't fit. Uh, what's missing is the biggest puzzle piece we put together. I take a ton of notes. Um, we get rid of a lot of, what do I say? I always say, um, it's just really loved. Um, so we always have like a pile of really well loved. These are your favorites. I can right. tell. Let's get some replacements. So there's that's usually the two biggest things that come out of a sort day is um, what's too loved and what's missing. And then the shop day, I meet my clients, three different stores for an hour each. I pre-shop the stores. So they go straight back to the dressing room, super VIP service. Uh, most of my clients do not like to shop. It freaks them out and makes them nervous, have anxiety. So, you know, 99% of the time they're like, oh, thank God, I can't, I cannot go through a store. And then the third appointment, I go back to their home and we drink wine and I do outfit layouts. I take pictures of everything in their closet, new um, and existing pieces, and I make them a style book. It's pretty much their closet Bible because they don't know how to dress themselves. So anytime they go to get dressed, they just flip through their book and they can figure out what they're going to wear. I love that. So it's a real like end-to-end process. And I typically work with people that have no idea what they're doing. They haven't shopped for themselves in 10 plus years. Um, a lot of times there's changes in their life, whether that's um, new career, uh, retiring, uh, weight loss, weight gain, a baby, having a baby. Having a baby late in life, that's my big yeah. client. Yeah. And just a cancer. Cancer is a really big one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of weight fluctuation with that. And mm-hmm. especially when they're survivors, they're like, oh, we need a fresh start, a new look. They're ready to go. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've only had one cancer survivor, Mm -hmm. but I don't even know if she got any counseling because she had a mastectomy and then Mm -hmm. they gave her a thing to put in her bra, but she wasn't even wearing it. I said, nobody took you or showed you what bras to wear. Like they had really surprised. I was really surprised. We have a great, and I hate the name of the store because every time I drive by it, I want to like claw my eyes out. They named their store, the mastectomy store. Oh God. That's a terrible what? name. That's, that's really, that, that, I just think that's a terrible idea. Anyways, the thought is good. Like they, they fit, um, you know, they fit women who have lumps and curves that weren't there or they're now and right. all of the situations all over the body and, um, they're great, but yes, you add, they should, I mean, that should be here. Here's the card. Go to the the mastectomy store, because that's the first thing I ask before I see a client um, on the on the sort day is, do your undergarments properly fit? When's the last time you had them sized by a professional? Um, and how old are they? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. most clients don't know your bra only lasts six months. Mm-hmm. Hello, like you can't. <laughs> I think, yeah, I know people who are like, well, I've had it for 10 years. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and no. I mean, yeah, my shock is people who have never been fitted. And our friend, oh, yeah. we, um, who was really big in the podcasting world and actually got Nolan and I to start a podcast, we interviewed her because she's so out there. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, I'll volunteer, whatever you can. Anyway, so. I asked her, I said, when is the first time you've been fitted for a bra? When was the last time you've been fitted for a bra? She said, 10 years from never. And I was just like, it's it's so common for women to Yeah, not- it really is. And it's so important that undergarments fit correctly. And I feel like it's just one of those things you can't do alone. Someone else has to be looking at you and all the different angles. There's nothing worse than like a good back jelly roll. Yes. Shining through your dress. Nothing worse. 
<laughs> or like that cleavage, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we <laughs> had the Spanx lecture. Nolan, who were we talking to about? And somebody who didn't want to wear Spanx, I said, bitch, do you know how many fashion shows I've done? And all of the models are wearing Spanx in their half Everyone size. wears Spanx. Everyone. Yeah, everyone. Everyone wears Spanx. If you are listening and you don't have Spanx, it's time. Yeah. This may be terrible, but like, I also feel like for me, Spanx, like the fashion equivalent of a weighted blanket, right? You feel like you're getting a hug. It's actually kind of calming. I mean, (laughs) that's so true. (laughs) Nolan will preach about his man Spanx. I love a good pair of Spanx. I mean, I do. I love it. I uh, love it. It, keeps, it. it always, whenever someone asks me why, I always want to show them that video from the movie, The Heat, where they're in the bathroom and she's like, what are those? They're Spanx. What the <laughs> fuck do they do? They keep everything high and tight and where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like shit, like mm-hmm. medically. <laughs> and then she's oh like, no, God. it just keeps everything where it's supposed to be. Well, what the fuck's going to come popping out? I mean, you never know. You never know. And so that's why everyone needs to have Spanx. Anything, anything. So, I mean, so let's talk about the evolution of you. So you had shared with me that you were a teen Mm -hmm. mom. And as a teen mom, how did that affect your style? And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I always tell my pregos, if you're fabulous before you're pregnant, you're going to be fabulous after you're pregnant. It's just, if you already don't know what to do and then you try to get yourself back, it gets harder and harder and harder the longer you wait. Were you Mm -hmm. fabulous before you were pregnant? Did you discover maternity? Tell us the story, the evolution, the fashion evolution. So I graduated high school in 2006. So the worst fashion moment in the history of ever. Chunky highlights, you know, super- yeah, super low cut jeans, Abercrombie t-shirts, really hard side part. Yeah, that was it. Well, okay, prior, a work prior. To, okay, okay. Yeah, prior to me, because I got pregnant, I was nineteen. I had my daughter when I was twenty, barely by hair. So that stage of my life, I find, is the worst fashion that's ever happened mm-hmm. on earth ever. Um, so I mean, I was hot back then. Duh. I mean, I rocked those Kelly Clarkson chunky lights. We love a Kelly Clarkson moment. Yeah. Holly does oh, not. Yeah. I do. I think she's I, great. Listen, I'm still mad at her because, we, not to interrupt you, but I went to the concert, uh, Trisha Yearwood's 50th birthday concert, and it was fabulous with her and Garth or whatever. And she looked so terrible. I think she had either just had her baby, but she clearly had oh. no stylist. And it was mm-hmm. bad. And I mean, and Trisha Yearwood, I, and I still complain to her about this day, literally has no stylist. Her hair is down past her bra strap. Okay. I, mm-hmm. she, she's wearing mm-hmm. the same fucking jeans I'm wearing. I'm like, bitch, you, <laughs> I, I'm, I was just so confused. And then Kelly Clarkson came out. She looked horrible. Anyway, back to you. Leave the poor woman alone. She's well, I know, I know, I know. That's, well, that is terrible. Did you email her afterwards? Because I tend to do that a lot too. <laughs> I should have. I'll email people. I'm like, have you thought about a personal style? I mean, right. I should have. Anyway, she Um, looks good now. She looks good on TV. Like I always get in on the DMs on that one. But it's for the greater good. Hello. Right. I came there to be entertained on every level. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So back to you. So you um, (laughs) had some Kelly Clarkson highlights. Continue. And then um, I got pregnant and I realized, oh my gosh, I can't wear Daisy Dukes all the time. I'm going to be a mom. And I kind of just have this weird, but I'm young, but I'm a mom. What do I wear um, type of situation? And I've always been super thin um, naturally and was ridiculously thin before I got pregnant. And I gained weight for the first time ever, which I loved. I loved having a butt and thighs, but of course, none of, none of my quadruple zeros at the time fit. Right. And I did the worst thing you could possibly ever do when you get pregnant is throw away all your clothes. Okay. Not ever do that <laughs> because you don't know what your body's going to be like afterwards. Just give it a minute. Yeah. Just chill. Yeah, just chill. Don't clean it out. I mean, obviously, I'm glad I got rid of that Kelly Clarkson garb, but you know, I was like, oh, these are never going to fit again and got rid of a lot of things, which I don't recommend. And of course, I was barely 20 years old. And so I um, 
lost all my baby weight in a month. <laughs> wow. Your body snaps yeah, like a, when you're young. Oh yeah. I know. Oh yeah. And I, I'm 32 now. So I'm still young enough to have more children, but I'm like, I don't think it's going to go like that again. Yeah. It's not, that's not how it's going to go again necessarily. <laughs> think that's how it works so you, you know have- what you never know till you try you know what maybe, maybe maybe it is how it works now who knows yeah so your love of fashion you you know mm-hmm. you lost your baby weight and then what happened and then when maddie was five months old we moved to italy wow. and yeah and then all of a sudden um you know i come from the south from louisiana where it's okay to wear camo and things <laughs> right. and i got not dumped very in the italian middle- <laughs> not very Italian. And I got dumped in the middle of Europe. And so I got a quick lesson uh, oh, yeah, yeah, real yeah. fast. Oh, but European people are so chic. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And I worked for the U.S. government while going to college, while living overseas with a baby. Wow. Because mommy has so many talents, I can't even begin to name them. <laughs> and um, I remember our cleaning lady in the office, she came every other day. and. She was the most fabulous, well-dressed cleaning lady on the planet. She came in and cleaned our office in like five-inch heels on the daily. Not joking. Loving her. Loving her. (laughs) She sounds like an icon. She does. Oh, yeah. And she would tell me she didn't speak a lick of English, but she would tell me when she didn't like my outfit and when she liked it. And she would say, oh, to de bene, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. One day she laughed at me. That's a real confidence booster. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I got a real quick lesson um, on how to dress like an adult Wow. Uh, <laughs> over there. And I think that's kind of where the monster got was born, I guess. So how long did you stay in Italy before you came back to Florida or moved to Florida for four, a little over four years. Um, wow. and so yeah, right before Maddie turned five and I turned 25, we moved down to Florida. We were just like, Hey, I want to live next to the beach. You want to go? Ooh. And just, and that's how most Floridians come down here. It's just random and the beach makes me happy. So I'm going to go. That's fabulous. Nolan lives near the beach too. And he, I do. I, I know. I love the beach. I really, it's, it's it's a peaceful place. I mean, I love the city more than anything, but every once in a while, I really do enjoy just going to the beach and chilling. So you're in Florida and then you decide to start your own business. Tell us about that. Yeah. So after moving to Florida, I got on with Chico's FAS, which again is Chico's White House Black Market Soma. And I think they have a new brand now. Um, Truly or something? No, that's a that's a white claw. I don't know. It's you know clothes, drinks, things that make us happy, whatever. Well, you know, yeah. one of those middle aged white lady labels. Yes, we got it. Yeah, another white girl label. Um, I think it's actually another intimate intimates brand that they're trying to target younger people. I don't know. Anyways, so that's where I kind of grew up um, in my corporate career. Um, I was there for a little over five years and it was great, but corporate life is not for me in the long run. Amen, um, I like sister. to sleep in mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't like to get yelled at every day. So, you know, yeah, but I really learned um, it took the love of fashion and the love of their creativity and put the business behind it and just learned a ton. I went and I, I worked store operations for over 700 stores and then moved to marketing and did all the email and site marketing for Chico's Off the Rack, which is the outlet version of Chico's. And so um, it was just an amazing learning experience. And to learn the business of retail behind the scenes like that is insane. And to be, you know, sitting next to merchandisers and designers and um, all of these super creative, um, amazingly talented young people every day. It was like, it was just really inspiring. So um, yeah, so I've always gotten like, oh, help me get dressed. Oh, what should I wear? You're all, you always look so cute. Can I come to your closet? And so that quickly turned into, okay, maybe I should try to do this. And this is like first when Stitch Fix came out and Trunk Club came out and all of those services. And I was like, well, we all know, I'm not going to say anything bad. Anyways. Please do. Please do. We love it. <laughs> Please when that do. Okay. Cause I'll tell you exactly what I think. You go first. 
okay, well, I tried it for myself and I live in Southern Florida and they sent me a trench coat and a corduroy pant. So that was my first That sounds really effective. (laughs) Right? Um, And then I realized that's when the news story broke saying that Stitch Fix was actually the clearance that didn't even sell at Nordstrom Rack. Mm -hmm. And they mark it all the way back up to full price and send it to you in a box. And it's been sitting and been tried on 5 million times and all those things. So that's when that story broke. And um, I just don't know anybody who's had that great of an experience with, with it early on. I'm not sure about now, but early on, I don't, I think there was some growing pains. So maybe they're a little better these days, but we just don't know. (sighs) I just, I mean, you sent me a corduroy that's yeah. pretty that's a pretty hard thing to recover from, let's be honest. Yeah. And just the prices, price points weren't that great. I mean, I don't know. Teach their own. Listen, what, this, is what I, this is what I say. It is like putting a band-aid on your bad style. That's really what it is. There is no shortcut to learning what to do. And if you want to learn, go to a store and let someone help you. Or unless you can afford not to learn and just have someone keep buying your clothes for you. Valid. But if Which, I mean, that's that's what I love to do. I mean, that makes life so easy. But it's just that you can't answer 10 questions and have a robot pick out your clothes. It just doesn't work out like that. It just doesn't. But anyway, back no, to you. No, it doesn't. And I'll, I'll actually share a little bit more about that in a second. So yeah, but I quickly realized that I'm not Nordstrom. I don't have the inventory. I don't want to be a personal shopper. I want to be a personal stylist because there's a difference if anyone's listening. Um, yes. There's a difference. This personal shopper does a lot of errands and a lot of receipts and a lot of exchanges. Um, and I do work full-time in a mom. I don't have time for that. So I was like, that's not the side of the business I like. So I quickly realized that this business model isn't working. I mean, maybe six months in. And so I hired a consultant, a business consultant to help me build the type of process I wanted to do and what that would look like. And yes, I did major in business, but we also have personal stylists too. Like you have to, (laughs) we have to have like, you know, people come in and help you who can see things differently and have no emotion. So um, yeah, I quickly realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do and kind of developed the process, the sort shop style process that I have now. And when I was going through this process, I actually did a lot of networking with personal stylists in our industry who were trying to build their business and figure out what exactly and what their niche was, what they wanted to do. And this one girl said, oh, I just quit Stitch Fix. And I was like, oh my God, tell me everything. Mm -hmm. And she was saying they get two minutes a box. They do not (gasps) read those quizzes. at all they don't get read they I can't close my mouth right now yeah. oh my god wow okay two minutes I'm sorry it was like when it she broke it down it wasn't two minutes total it was like by the time you broke down okay grabbing this get right. the size get it fold it pack it print everything all that mess um she said no they absolutely don't look at anything very personal um, yeah yeah she was like you pretty much just run to the small rack and just grab some shit and go throw yeah. it in a box Yeah, they need robots. That's what they are. They're robots who can pack boxes, Mm -hmm. who, you know, and it's people who want a quick way to not have to shop, but you can't not think. It's like saying to the person at the grocery store, hey, I need food. And then just with whatever they give you in the bag. It's just you're like, what am I supposed to do with mayonnaise and pickles? Yeah, it just doesn't work like that. But anyway, I understand. But that's that's interesting that you said that. Yeah, no, and I was totally and I, I was shocked, but I wasn't. It was more like, I knew it. Yeah. Um, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. And um, it was just really validating. And the fact that she she wasn't pleased with the process on her end, she decided to kind of, okay, well, how can I form this to be what I want? But I do have a lot of friends that work for Trunk Club, and that's far more personalized. Agreed. Um, yeah. Agreed. So I'm not hating on them. I don't mind a trunk club moment. I've found, like, yeah. I've, seen, they've, I've seen them do acceptable things. Yeah, I have a few friends that do it um, over in Dallas. And I don't think we have one here in Florida yet. Maybe Miami. But, um, yeah, that one's so much better. Miami Miami is such a good shopping s- oh, destination, though. I mean. So good. Oh, the design district. Are you kidding me with all mm-hmm. those new stores? That puts yeah, Madison. Have- it puts Madison Avenue to shame. 
Which Madison it does sad right now. It's just sad. Madison's looking. A little, she's looking a little sad these days. Yeah, has to be sad. <laughs> it's looking a little sad. So tell us what you you know. How did you develop your own store and mm-hmm. and tell us how you came about that and what you sell and who you serve. Oh yes, this is a very exciting and relevant story for our day and age right now. So at the beginning of COVID. I had actually just moved to Tampa from another town, more like the Naples area, which is a little further south. Oh, it's stunning there. My mother loves Naples. It's beautiful, but it's older. It's an older. Yes. Um, they do have good situation. And that's great. All those ladies do is shop and spend great money. Spa. They don't need great help doing spa. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Naples is very much like a let's just go to Saks and just buy everything town. Mm-hmm. It's very calm oh, it's, there. Very calm. It's the same demographic as the Hamptons. So it's the same. 100%. People. It's like if you want to live in Palm Beach, but maybe don't want to say that you live in Palm Beach. It's like that kind of, which I love. Because not Caitlin, as you'll get to know Nolan, he is an 85 year old woman in Boca trapped <laughs> inside um, a young uh, homosexual man's body. It's okay. I'm a 95 year old man. I love whiskey. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, we can, you know what? I know, exactly. I know, Look right? at us go. Look at us go. I know. Okay. So back to you. <laughs> so beginning of COVID, I moved here and I had never been busier with styling. I was literally to the point where I was like, am I going to do marketing anymore? I don't need to. I was so booked up. I had so many inquiries every day. I was doing no marketing, um, just people finding me on Google. And I was like, wow, this could really be something. And within a day and a half, everything fell off of my plate because of COVID. Right. Yeah. I mean, I had 10 clients in the pipeline ready to sign and day and a half gone, completely wow. gone. Wow. Yeah. Huge hit, huge, huge hit. So that, that, yeah, um, that that st- that one stings. Mm-hmm. I cried a lot. Yeah, <laughs> didn't we all during and, the pandemic? Let's put some, I'm not going to pretend I didn't. Yeah, yeah. So um, new town and pandemic and career change, and I was like, oh my god, this I can't. So of course, back to marketing. We're fine, and I quickly realized, you know, it's blockbuster, right? Evolve or die. And my clients still wanted to shop, but they didn't want to go to stores. And most of the stores weren't open. And even when the stores began to open again, I'm not going to get one of these people in Nordstrom. There's no way. There's no Mm -hmm. way they're going to do it. And I don't want to do it. Right. I decided, you know what? I'm going to do a online-based boutique. And then that way I can bring clothes to my clients. And when my clients shop and we do in-home services, I can bring a rack to their house. So instead of you know, sending them links, affiliate links and making three cents, I can actually make a profit um, on the clothes that I'm selling them. So that's really when my mindset, my mindset completely shifted from like it to know it situation to know buy my stuff situation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the um, response has been so much better too. So much better because People who follow you and like your style and your friends and your family, they want to support you. They don't want to support Nordstrom or whoever you're tagging in this post. Right, um, exactly. It's just been great. And I can take it at my own pace. I don't ever want to have a brick and mortar store. I mean, never say never, but. You don't need it. At this point in your career, you don't, you just don't need it. You don't need the overhead. You don't need the $10,000 a month electricity bill. Mm -hmm. You don't need to deal with payroll. I mean, you've got built-in help. Okay. You have somebody who can help Mm -hmm. you and you're really lucky. You're in a great situation. My question to you is my clients are so different and they dress very differently. How do you choose your inventory? I choose a little bit of everything because I do have, I do have a Facebook group, which is so funny because, you know, you hear everyone talking about Facebook groups all the time. You're like, oh, Facebook sign here to say it's not, it's actually still thriving. And when you, you, you hear these like, okay, how can I do better in my business and Facebook groups? It's always number one. And I really engage with my clients on the Facebook group. So I know who they are. I know their style. I know what they like. You're, they're almost getting like a personal styling service built into it. And so when I go to buy, I'll say, hey, I think you need this dress. And oh my gosh, yes, I need it so much. Um, and things like that. So I really get to know them. And I do have 
probably five or six clients that are over the age of 60. And I know what they're going to like. I know they love sweaters and comfies and cozies. And I know all of my girls love loungewear right now mm. because that's all we're wearing. That's true. And yeah, tons of loungewear right now, tons of comfortable clothes, clothing and things like that. That's what they're um, reacting really well to. And I don't know. I just know them, I guess. It's very personal. Is it more of a pain in the ass to keep up with your Facebook group or do you really personally enjoy it? Just my two cents. I'm just curious. I get what I put into it and I, they interact when I engage. I so see. I see. If I am super busy, like this last week with moving is in the nuts, there's not any activity happening in the group besides like funny little posts or something. Right. But uh, when I go on and I post pictures and outfits and, or do a try on session or do a live video, I better be ready for the next two days. I better yeah. be ready to uh, hit the ground running, pack some orders that time needs to be slotted. Uh, but that's the beauty of it is I get to do it at my own pace. And that's why I'll never work for the man again. I mean, amen, homie. <laughs> amen. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just, it's so important to me as a stylist. Nolan is, is literally on a different planet because his, his clients are just, are different. That's a different animal, but mm-hmm. Nolan and I shop very well together. Um, and yeah. he helps me a lot, stylist to stylist. He helps me a lot and says, I know you want her to wear this, but I'm telling you, she will look amazing in this. And if she doesn't like it, she'll just tell you. But he's definitely more of a risk taker. Well, and also, but you're used to, you know, Holly works with everyday people and that's her bread and butter and her jam. I like to, you know, personally, because the fashion that inspires me are, you know, a lot of the time, higher end things, those are the clothes I'd like to work with. And therefore it's a different customer. But as you know, recently, especially Holly's gotten, you know, clients who can afford more than just a normal, you know, gap. clothing. I, yeah. More than, you know, the gap. Yeah. I'll be like, it's okay. Like if they can afford it, I'm like, this is Carolina Herrera. She will wear it all the time. Just try it. Mm-hmm. And then nine times out of 10, it works. And I think, Caitlin, tell me if you agree that people are just scared and they're scared because they think having good style means wearing expensive clothes and it just Mm -hmm. doesn't. I mean, and that's what I preach and scream from the mountaintops. But it's hard to preach that wearing a Chanel jacket. I mean, I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about for people Mm -hmm. who are not used to spending money on clothes, they do not understand. Would you agree with that? How much things cost? Oh, completely. And it's almost like you need to give them permission, right? Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Of course. Like when you tell them, I just recently had a client a few weeks ago, the one Maddie uh, helped me with actually. And okay, side note, Maddie pulled her own rack and we had like a dress off. She was like, okay, which rack do you like better? (laughs) Uh, We are loving her. It was so cute. (laughs) I, I think something like this might be the next step for me because it's funny, you know, I love to, I mean, I'm an open book. I'm not afraid to share, but I have applied to like to know it. And I've gotten rejected several times because I don't oh, have enough. I, I will not where I will. You only will make like a few cents commission. I know. On well, I thing. also unactively unfollow people if they use it. Mm-hmm. just because it's so fucking annoying. It's so like, annoying. I don't care. Like, I don't care. And here's the thing. Nine times out of 10, when I look at an outfit, I can tell you who makes what, especially if it's someone I follow nine times, mm-hmm. out, you know, a lot of them are wearing high end stuff. I can tell, you know, just by what you're wearing. I don't need Nordstrom to send me a link to that Prada jacket you're wearing. I know it's Prada and I know where to get it if I want to buy it. Like, leave me alone. Right. <laughs> no one also just doesn't like people. So that's that's a whole Same. different game. Um, he doesn't Same. like people. But I just I, like annoying people. Yeah. I mean, which but is the I majority, think, but I do think, you know, when you're placing your orders, do you have a difficult time? And this is for anybody who's thinking about opening a retail business or something online that, you know, that's COVID friendly or who needs to sort of shift gears. And I don't care if you're selling stationery or if you're selling clothes or if you're selling dog food, you know, if you're trying to do something, I think you're a really good mentor. You know, how do you find people? You just find the lines that will sell you small quantities, or- yeah, so everything small batch and turn and burn in two weeks. Um, it's totally, um, which I hate because I love the environment and whatnot. But at the same time, people are buying anyways. Might as well be for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's turned every two weeks. There's probably like five or six other new options that drop, and um, I do very small quantities. 
a lot of times things sell out, but which is also kind of fun. Like it's almost like QVC, like, come on girls. It's selling out. I mean, I love that. And you're so, (laughs) that's what's so inspiring about you is that you, you know, you don't sort of close the book, right? You, you say, I can help you do this. If you don't like what I'm selling, let's keep it moving and I will find what you like, but it's just a nice option. And you're not whoring yourself out and saying, buy this, it's the only thing. It's the only way. And you're not shoving it down people's throats. Hey, you like this shirt? Great. You can buy it here or not. I don't, I, I don't really care. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, and two, the girls will ask in live videos, will this look good on me? No. Nope. <laughs> no, well, not no, for you. No boo. <laughs> That's happened a couple of times with Holly and I. Like, I forget what was the first thing. I feel like it was, I feel like we were bird, you know, we were bird darts for something, and there were a couple things from the sale we were trying on. She like puts this thing on and I just she comes out. I'm like, go right back inside, take yeah, it off. No, dear. No. <laughs> no. Uh, no, please no. Yeah. And, and, and one time I just responded with the Randy Jackson from American Idol. <laughs> yeah, it, it's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> it, Wait, no. did you make the Britney Spears faces too? Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, correct. I mean, and it's very rare when we disagree, but it, you know, Mm -hmm. the most rewarding thing I would like to say out of creating relationships with people like you is that it inspires us to do more, right? You know, and and how can we serve our clients better? And you've given me like four ideas. Just kidding. I mean, just seriously, (laughs) you know, how can we serve our clients better? Because that's really what it's about. And I've, and, as a an older person who was, I was in fashion just like you for a very long time. And my jam was fashion design. And I wanted to be a fashion designer and I was going to be fabulous. And I was going to move to New York and be a fashion designer. And I did every job in fashion, but design. design. <laughs> <laughs> nobody would hire me as a designer because I did not have the experience. But right. I did it as I well, fuck it. I'll do this. Right. I'll do that. Right. And unlike you, I do love the personal shopping aspect of it because mm-hmm. I hate this is so bad, but believe me, I'm a loose cannon. I love it when I'm right. I love <laughs> yeah. so much. I cannot take it when someone <laughs> tries on a dress and tells me I would have never tried this on. Oh, it's my favorite. So much. I cannot. It just nothing makes me happier. You know what makes me so happy is to get a woman in her 40s in a pair of mid to high rise jeans, kicking and screaming, kicking and freaking screaming about it. They put them on and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. You've like changed their oh life. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> You've changed. That is my, my favorite. I live for that moment. I, I live, live for, for that too. And I, you know, <laughs> if you're a personal stylist in Hollywood, whatever, they don't shop with you because the lady, the woman who I took, who's actually going to be a guest on our podcast, who was amazing and fabulous. And she doesn't even see in-person clients anymore. She's like, oh, I don't shop with people because I don't like people. And that's not what I do. But that is what I love because that's where they get it. They really, really get it. Yeah. And that's what, it's a lot of education. So how your pants should fit, how your undergarment should fit, what length is good on you, what is not good. And, you know, like you were saying, um, you know, giving them permission. Okay. It's okay to spend a, a ton of money on a pair of jeans, a really nice pair of jeans, not your casual holy ones, like a really good pair of jeans you can throw some pumps on with like a nice jacket. Oh, also it's okay to spend a lot of money on a nice jacket. Um, these are the things that's okay to spend money on. And these aren't right. I, like, I don't want you to spend a thousand dollars on a fleeting top or something that mm-hmm. you're, you're only going to wear twice that stuff. No, you, these are, these are your sections you can splurge on and you keep them longer and you take care of them. And these are the ones you do fast fashion on. And here's how you mix it and match it. Nolan, this is cue your accessory lecture. Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about this. I think that, you know, unless you're in a position where you can buy, you know, anything and everything, then I'll always invest your money in the, in the accessories. I mean, but once, but then, you know, once you have your basics covered and you have a great leather jacket and you have great blazers and you have great shoes and you have expensive bags, then if a top that's a thousand dollars screams your name, go for it, but don't buy it for, I mean, don't waste that, you know? I, you know, once your bases are covered, spend whatever you want. 
But until you're basically recovered, you shouldn't be. That's such a good way to put it. With jewelry, we just interviewed two really amazing, this this jewelry company, and she has stuff for $75 up to $10,000. And we love her because, you know, my jewelry game was weak. I mean, I had my real, but it was, I didn't have a lot of real and I had a lot of crap, right? And so Nolan is like the chicest of people mix elevated costume, not shitty ass costume, elevated yeah. costume, you know, like an, a pair of earrings for $45 and up. I mean, that's expensive, you know, Mitch mix really chic costume jewelry with real. And, you know, and we were talking to her about it. Her name was Amanda Pearl. And she was like, uh, absolutely all day. And I'm like, I just got that memo. I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> it, it really does make a difference. I mean, it, it makes totally does. not everything you have has to be, you know, over the top, whatever, but don't lowball yourself. You know, that's what my, that's what Nolan preaches. Don't, lowball yourself and say, I can only do this. I can only do that. That you can do whatever you want. Right. And unless it's going to put you in the poor house by the damn pair of earrings. Right. And we were just talking, we just had this conversation. Nice things are meant to be worn. I mean, your jewelry's not meant to stay in the safe. Oh yeah. I got the nicest vintage Louis that I've wanted my entire life for my 30th birthday. A pristine condition had never been carried. And I was so scared to carry it too much because it would, there'd be signs of wear. And then I was like, one day I was like, you know what? Fuck that shit. I've wanted this bag my entire life. I'm going to carry it every day till it falls apart. Yeah. I mean, as you should. And again, that I was weak, weak in the accessory game because I didn't see the value in spending a lot of money on that. And I was never, I never got the bag gene. I got, you know, a very high end bag and I was scared. I was worried. I didn't want to get a scratch on it. And now I'm like, and I kept it in our New York City place. No one's like, what do you just fucking I said, yeah, I, said, what, I said, what's the point? And, you know, when, when you're spending, you know, say you buy a Chanel bag for $5,000 or, you know, an Hermes bag, which is even more than that. It's, an, it's not, I mean, I hate people who say, oh, it's an investment. I don't <laughs> look at it as, it's not like buying stock. Right, it's, right. It, I mean, in, in Chanel cases, sometimes it is the same in Hermes cases. If you're never going to touch it and you're going to sell it in five years, then it is like a stock, but otherwise it's not. But it's a good place to put your money in something you're going to love and use every day. But if it's $10,000 sitting there not doing anything for you and you're not getting any use out of it, then you should have put that money in an index fund or a mutual fund or an investment or a stock. Because if it's going to sit there in your closet, there's no point. You're wasting that money. So if you have it and you've spent that money on it, use it. I'm not saying, you know, take a Burke into the, you know, to the beach. I mean, maybe, I mean, you put it on the but, floor, whatever. But I mean, you could put it on the floor, but I mean, treat, you know, beautiful things with respect, but you don't need to be walking around totally worried while you the know, bags are I sitting was, at home. I was really worried about my bag and, and I got it. And he's like, if you don't start using it, it's really going to start to annoy me. And, and it was I've, probably a month. <laughs> it was probably a month before you took it out of the box. Seriously. And I, did. And I just, I just didn't want to, I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm over and coincidentally, it. I have to tell the story though, because it's my favorite. Coincidentally, the first time she used it was to fly to New York to come visit me for something. And she had the dog with her and they had like mm-hmm. a really rough landing. So it was, and she was in one of the, I think you were in the middle seat, right? Or whatever. Like I don't you had remember. The, like you had the, it was on the divider in between the two seats. Yes. Like, the, like the little table thing that has like the divider that you can put up and down. And it was sitting there and they had a rough landing. So like during a rough landing, Holly grabbed the dog. And the bag went like flying and hit the bulkhead. And I was like, when she told me this story, I was like, why'd you grab the dog? He can move for himself. (laughs) I'm like, protect the bag. bag. I mean, it was in the dust cover because I wasn't using it. I just was so afraid to have it on the plane anyway. So I I mean, it was like a don't, 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 don't kind of landing. And the bag went flying and it hit the bulkhead and like, it was like a ping pong ball and it landed. Oh my God, you're freaking out. No one's like, you mean you were more worried about the dog in your purse? I was like, uh, okay, queen. <laughs> Schmitz has like eight inches of fluff. Nothing's he does. He is quite fluffy. batting. Um, I know he is Aww. quite fluffy. Caitlin, I could talk to you for hours. Unfortunately, be best friends. I know. Unfortunately, we don't have hours because 
we got a lot to do. You got a lot to do. You're a busy working mom. You're killing it. You're a queen. I want to tell everyone how to find you. CaitlinLangley.com, which is K-A-I-T-L-I-N-L-A-N-G-L-E-Y.com. You can do a style call. She'll give you a digital lookbook. She's going to give you a quiz. She's going to start you here. She's going to do a corporate <laughs> well, style board for you. She's going to tell you what to buy. She's going to tell you what to wear. She's going to be your, your new. I mean, we always say that we're the best friends you never knew you needed. Now you're roped into or that. Never wanted. Yes. <laughs> or ever wanted. You're welcome. Um, we have no boundaries. Nolan has a lot more boundaries than me. So you're like saying our- something because I'm not exactly the most conservative person. Oh, right. So you're <laughs> in our posse now. Fabulous, amazing, unbelievable personal stylist that we love in the Tampa. Is it Tampa Bay? I guess it is Tampa Bay. Or Tampa Bay, Tampa Brady, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and please reach out to her. She is Kate, K-A-I-T underscore Lang on Instagram, Facebook. I said, Caitlin, do you have a YouTube channel? She was like, yeah, Allegedly. I guess. I was like, I'm not active on my YouTube either, but um, go to her website, hire her for God's sakes, hire her, use her. I mean, get, she's got all these things going on. We're so impressed with her. We love her. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us. And will you come back? Thank you so much. Every day. I I love that. We love that journey for us. Um, (laughs) We love that journey for us. I feel like we should do a Miami shopping trip next. (gasps) Um, Don't invite Nolan. Why don't we go to Miami? (gasps) I love Miami. Okay. Can we talk about that later, guys? Okay. Yes, but seriously, let's now we're going to do it. Because, okay, and now we're going to do it. Design (laughs) district, can we come? Oh, God. You've passed the fag and hag test. Caitlin, now you're part of Nolan's you should see the Van Cleef store there. Oh okay, okay. Beautiful. Can we talk about this later, peeps? We need to get some champagne. Sorry, sorry. You said That's Miami. okay. This has been the Fashion Crimes Podcast. <laughs> this has been amazing. We love Caitlin Langley. Please follow us on Twitter, Fashion Crimes P. Follow us on Instagram, Fashion Crimes Podcast, and on Facebook. Hit us in the DM. Send us a snail mail. Give us smoke signals. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you know. Tell us who you want to hear from. We have had a great time. Thank Thank you so much. This is Fashion Crimes Podcast, and we are out.